Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today to have Melody Carlson back, author Melody Carlson back on the podcast for the third time. And Melody, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. So I am not sure when was the last time we had you. I think it was 2021. It's been a couple of years. So uh, okay. yeah. yeah. So how are you doing? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Are you in a, a spot of crazy weather or is it pretty, pretty nice there where you're at? Well, we've got a little snow on the ground and there's more coming and I just mm. keep wanting it to end. <laughs> yeah, I know we have had one of the snowiest uh, seasons of, in my memory in Utah for oh, in years, years. We've had tons of snow. <laughs> crazy in california i can't believe yeah disneyland they they had snow at disneyland for the first time ever in the whole history of the park that is so weird yeah craziness yeah i was just in la uh for an uh, for an event in february and (laughs) there was flash floods and it was madness Mm. so (laughs) but uh but anyway uh it's fun you have a new book second time around and you have written over 250 books, which is just like amazing. That's a lot of books. It's <laughs> a lot of books. Like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you keep coming up with ideas? Well, my pat answer is that there are as many ideas as there are people in the world, because it's like, I feel like I could sit down with anybody and hear a story and somehow make a novel out of it. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody should challenge me on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of those like sharing sharing uh, activities where one person starts out the beginning of the story and then goes. <laughs> yeah, you just need like a, a a prompt like that, and you could you could be good. You go. Just I just go spinning them off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you are you usually writing more than one book at the same time? No, not really. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be in the midst of one, and edits will come in for another one. And I'll have to take a break to edit, but mm-hmm. no, I mean, yeah. I might have an idea percolating, but I won't usually sit down and really work on it. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you keep everything straight in your stories? <laughs> oh no. And I'm not doing as many as I was doing in the early days. I'm, I've slowed down a lot, which I'm enjoying being a yeah. little. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when do you write better in the morning or afternoon? Oh, it's kind of about mid morning to mid afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I'd probably be the same, probably be the same. Cause then things get so busy in the after in the afternoon. Uh, but I'm my like brain isn't ready in the morning. <laughs> no, I, I know people who get up at, you know, like four or five in the morning and, uh, I just can't, can't wrap yeah, my head same. <laughs> Uh, so we enjoyed the happy camper movie on this podcast. We did a whole deep dive on it and, uh, and we saw your name. We're like, Oh, it's Melody. <laughs> I read that. I wrote the book that it's based on. And so I was curious about it. Uh, how did you get the idea for that, for that book? Well, I, I thought I was going to take a little break in writing. I can't even remember exactly what made me think I was going to but um I saw this camper on the side of the road literally this old 63 oasis camper and I bought it and I wanted to restore it completely myself 
Um, my husband and I, we've restored houses and built and all that stuff. And so he's really good at that kind of thing. But I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm doing this one myself. <laughs> so I did it. And at, while I was working on it, I thought, this is a book. This is a book. And and then by the time I got done, I was so exhausted <laughs> that I wanted to sit down and write a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's no easy process doing those kind of renovations. No. And, and but it was, I w- actually was going to write a more serious um, story. I wanted to call it the happy camper, but I had found, um, this, uh, old, probably Vietnam era, um, army jacket and the name on it was Carlson. That's my last name, you know, and it was just like, woo, this would make a really kind of a spooky, sad, weird story. And, uh-huh. but then they wanted to be to make it a little more cheerful and happy. So I kind of took out some of the woo woo stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess if they're going to want to call it the happy camper, I yeah, yeah. I just was going to let her be a little more tragic before mm-hmm. she became happy. <laughs> yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Plus some darker elements conflict in the movie with her and her mother. Right. Yes. And I mean, I don't know if what's in the book versus the movie, but, uh, but that whole sort of plot of, of her being bitter and not wanting to call her mother, mother, uh, calling her by her first name because she didn't feel like she earned the title of mother. Right. Right. And that, yeah, that needed some, some healing work on it. They kind of both got forced into it because they both landed at the same place at the same time. Yeah. Which turned out for the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're both trying to kind of make the the grandfather character uh, happy. Um, and then also she gets the encouragement from, from I forget his name, the the guy. Jordan. 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 <laughs> they, you know, to, that since I don't, I think he'd lost his mom trying to remember i can't remember that one yeah (laughs) but anyway he was like if i had a chance to make it up uh with her i would definitely take it so he encourages her yeah Yeah. right and yeah and then in the movie at least there's a really great kiss scene in the in the car when they're supposed to be going on this uh dance date and uh and she's like i never met anybody who sees people like the way you see people so that was very sweet yeah i think in the book it was sitting in the back of his pickup on the fourth of july but okay yeah i can't remember for sure (laughs) (laughs) well you've written 250 yeah understandable (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. And I mean, did you, did you get a chance to see the movie, the movie version? Yes. The first time I saw it was with a lot of friends and I wasn't, well, actually the first time I saw it, it was in the rough cuts and Uh I I looked on my phone and it, you know, it's kind of hard. And then the next time with friends. So I didn't, so then finally I just watched it completely by myself. Cause I just, you know, I did the adaptation on that. Brian Bird helped me a lot, you know, with just making it. Yeah. So that was the first one I'd I've adapted that I've So actually- you did the script then. I didn't, I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. Is that challenging to adapt your own work? Um, well, you know, with my first movie, I saw the adaptation of it, which I didn't do. And I, and I kind of studied it and I had adapted some of my other books before, and I had done one original screenplay. So I was familiar with that and it motivated me to just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it myself because yeah. I, I felt like I get it. I, under, I yeah. mean, yeah, there's things you have to think about because you, you know, these are low budget movies, right. <laughs> so you just can't do everything and go everywhere. And then the weather and COVID, we kept trying to go into production and that, that changes everything. And finally it was like winter, but it was March, but it was winter time. It's like almost exactly a year ago. Well, didn't they, they filmed it. in that yeah. first movie, didn't they all summer long? I think it was, didn't they gender swap it? Like have the characters yes. reversed okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I was okay with that but um I don't know mm-hmm. I don't think I've done that myself but yeah, yeah. but it worked it would work okay. it worked. yeah well when you have Chris McNally in your movie I think or was that Brendan Elliott it was Brendan Elliott it was Autumn Reeser right and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 sorry yes um <laughs> And, uh, and so, yeah, I, it was, it was fun too, to have the, the movie, the happy camper starring, a, you know, married couple in real life, but I think yeah. added a layer to They're this. so sweet. Too. So They're, cute. Yeah. It's funny there, you know, she's a foot shorter than he is, which that's the same as my husband and me. Oh, really? A lot of times they had to put her up on a box yeah. <laughs> so that they could shoot the scenes without it looking too, you know, right. get yeah. on the milk crate. Yep. <laughs> They're, they they were really really cute. I got to first see them in the the middle, the show the middle. Right. And they were so good in that. So I was very excited when I saw that they were going to be on a on a um, up TV yep. movie or TV movie. So I hope they keep using them because I really I like them a lot. And uh, I also thought the uh, the wrong guy in it was was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> pretty enjoyable, yes. over the top. And and the the bad girl, not she wasn't really a bad girl, but yeah, she was hilarious. I thought she really pulled out. I would bet those kind of characters are pretty fun to write. The yeah. bad men of business, you know, kind of it, it, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and he and she, he's like shredding everything. I'm think, I'm thinking this should be a clue to this girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really, what's going on? Step away. <laughs> Hey, this is Jen Johans, host of the podcast Watch with Jen, which delivers a steady stream of great movie recommendations, thoughtful career deep dives, and first-rate conversations with film critics, authors, actors, journalists, filmmakers, and more. You can find Watch with Jen wherever you get your podcasts or hear us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmintuition. Good. Uh, so, okay. So you have the new book second time around coming and would you say that this, oh, there it is. Would you say this is almost more women's fiction than uh rom-com? Um, I always have a really hard time defining that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a romance going on. And, and speaking of bad characters, there's a couple of them. And not really, I mean, I hate saying bad characters, but ones mm-hmm. that kind of rock the boat antagonists yeah yeah but it, it's not I don't I've never done formula romance even though I've like won awards and things like that I mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that until somebody told me and um explained to me what that was but I, I kind of feel like it's changed too over the years but I don't know for sure mm-hmm. um but but there's definitely a romance in here but it's not the kind of thing where you know they meet in the first few pages which is expected it's more about her and her journey it is and she's an older woman and Mm -hmm. I you know as I'm getting older I'm kind of enjoying writing older characters and I feel like probably my readers are getting older too Mm -hmm. it's a it's a different kind of romance and to Mm -hmm. me it has more layers to it and you know people and you know it's called second (laughs) a second time around Mm -hmm. So hint, hint, you know, they both have had, you know, well, she had a really kind of a crummy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah he, gonna, he had a better one. I was going to ask you, how do you decide, okay, this time I'm writing about an older character, this time we're in Happy Camper, I'm writing about a, you know, a younger couple. Uh, this time I'm going to write about a divorcee. This time I'm going to write about a, you know, a widow, maybe one time. Like, how do you kind of decide where you're going in a story? You know, I'm not a real plotter, but the character usually comes to me first and mm-hmm. usually, you know, of a certain age. And then I just sort of kind of explore and try to figure out, you know, who, what's her story. And mm-hmm. and so I kind of learn as I go. Um, the one I just did, you know, it's, it's kind of a rom-com too, but um, it, it actually has two younger characters. So that was kind of a challenge because I was doing two almost simultaneously that were actually trading places mm-hmm. and and I it was interesting doing that because I realized how how much I do explore you know like I don't really know and at one point I just had to pause because I thought I don't really know this other character she was kind of secondary but there were both primary characters but mm-hmm. and I thought I have to take a moment <laughs> and get to find yeah out what- do you like character map kind of out your characters like get an idea okay yeah. this is where not like not like I know some people do mm-hmm. I've tried to do that in the past one time I did um a series of four books with four main characters and a friend you probably know who she is Robin Jones Gunn mm-hmm. um had told me about using a notebook and you know getting pictures out of magazines and doing all this stuff so I did all this I made this great big notebook with all this stuff and then once I started writing I never looked at the notebook again <laughs> Well, I would think though, it would kind of help just sort of the brainstorming and like get you in that space kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I am sometimes, if I'm reviewing a film, I'll, I'll take notes, well, especially if it's for the podcast, but I think even just, even if I don't actually even look at those notes, it helps me to kind of be in that space, kind of analyzing it in that way. I don't know. It helps mm-hmm. my brain. So <laughs> it might be helpful, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody has their, their unique processes. And I don't know if you remember, we, we met Robin Jones Gunn because of you. Do you remember oh. that? Yeah. You were <laughs> yeah, going to be on the podcast, but then you were like evacuated or something. And so you called Robin and we hadn't met. So we didn't know what you look like, you know? Oh. And anyway, and so I, I do remember that. Yeah. So she, she comes on the podcast. We thought she was you because we didn't know what you look like because mm-hmm. it was the first time. And <laughs> like, oh, Okay. 
<laughs> I do remember. And I remember hearing Robin's story too. And she told me how. That's oh, really funny. Oh that was goodness. definitely one of the most memorable interviews we ever done. We're <laughs> like, okay, pivoting now. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, we were on a fire evacuation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. And I was like, you could have just said, oh, we can't make it because we're getting evacuated. But it was very well, sweet of you. I have your connections and I couldn't get a hold of the publisher. <laughs> and and this was probably before we could do things so easily on our phones, you know? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though yeah it was early it was early on um, well why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the second time around what it's about well Mallory Farrell is our main character and she's got three grown children and her youngest one has just gotten married and she's feeling kind of like an empty nester well she is an empty nester mm-hmm. and she's been a she had a kind of an unfortunate marriage got the good kids out of it but he he wasn't you know the man she thought he was and yeah they kind had, of a jerk they had, kind of a jerk they'd restored this old victorian house together or, or well partly they started it and he just kind of bailed on her with the three kids and the big old house and just left and so she restored it and in the process kind of d- realized she had good designer skills and became a designer and successful and had big office in her basement and all that and then um, she inherits this funky old tourist shop on the coast and it was her grandma's shop. And she used to spend summers there because her mom died when she was young and her grandma really helped take care of her holidays and whatnot when mm-hmm. her dad was working. Her dad was a workaholic and she's a workaholic too. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, she's going to sell the shop and go back home. And then she meets this old kind of, you know, crush from teenage years and of course he's widowed now and he's still kind of wonderful but he wants to buy the whole shamil and knock everything down and build this mall and she just thinks that's a terrible idea because it's just this funky old you know beach town and so anyway she decides that she's going to restore it herself and make a shop there and she calls the shop um romancing the home which she feels like every home it doesn't matter whether, you know, there's a romance in your life, your home should welcome you <laughs> with loving arms. <laughs> and so that's kind of her theory. And so she creates this gorgeous shop and she gets discovered to do like, it's kind of like an HGTV show. And then things kind of go all wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How did you come up with Mallory and Grayson as your lead characters? Well, I uh, had worked in just for not even a year in design because I thought that I wanted to do that and I worked with one of the best designers in our area maybe even in the state and um so I'd had that experience and I think I probably even drew from the old Victorian house and stuff like that because she did that and she had her office like that too you know so there was a little bit of that and then um I don't know my husband's been a contractor and carpenter so he's probably got a lot of the same skills so in a way I probably drew more out of real life and actually when I was writing the book we were building a house too so (laughs) oh nice I and we I was the contractor for our house my husband was doing a lot of the work but I was doing all the organizing part of the work you know and and then of course I'm the designer too so it was very real to life I I was writing it in this make-do office that Mm -hmm. was as ugly as can be because we had sold our other home and 
we were living in an apartment above our garage. And anyway, so some of it, you know, was kind of like right out of real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you live, you live by the shore, right? By the well, ocean? We, we had a cabin at the beach for eight years oh, okay. and we completely restored it. And it was, it was lovely, but mm. we just kind of got over the driving back. It was three hour drive mm-hmm. back and forth. And we felt like we were disconnected to both places because we wouldn't mm. we'd miss something there and then we'd miss something here and mm-hmm. finally we were like, let's just lock in here because we're we are in a really sweet little mountain town and mm. it there's a lot there's a lot to love about both of the places but we've realized we need to make a choice mm-hmm. so did you base portside on a- any of those places yes absolutely okay. yeah it, it's kind of a cross between the, or it, maybe it's like the town that we lived in only it would have been like 20 years earlier when it was kind okay. of a podunk town and then it slur- kind of came into its own it's really a sweet little town it's called Florence Oregon okay but then but there's some other ones that are nearby that are more like it where they just haven't really been quite discovered yet and need, need a little love and attention and so yeah it was kind of a cross between some of them so this movie is basically second chance romance as far as the 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 romantic tropes uh would you say that that out of all the tropes like enemies to lovers friends to lovers like which one is the hardest and where does like second chance romance rank as far as the difficulty to write yeah you know i'm trying to think of it would really be friends to lovers because that's my favorite is friends to lovers because that's kind of how my husband and i oh, were yeah. yeah and i just i think it's a really good thing especially because I've written a lot for young people mm-hmm. not so much lately, but I, but I always liked doing that for younger readers. Cause I thought you need to understand that friendship lasts a lot longer sometimes than just the sweep you off your feet. Prince charming rescue me kind of romance mm-hmm. might last, but um, yeah, I, I guess I'd call the, their relationship was probably more friends to lovers. Yeah. Although there was that crush to start with, so I don't know. What do you call that? Like second chance <laughs> romance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always yeah. fun. And there's that like awkwardness because you don't want to re- mess up the friendship. And yeah, it, exactly. That's mm-hmm. kind of risky. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Grayson was, is a fun character because he's like very open, very honest, you know, yeah. with, and she's, she's definitely more like closed off because of her experience with her ex yeah and I he's not that trusting I know and I I like that he had had a good relationship because it's like he brings that to the table Mm -hmm. and I really like daughter too I thought she was really yeah she was good she was good what what would you say makes this story unique why would you say people check this one out well, you know, if you like interior design or that sort of thing, you're, you're going to like it. I've had mm-hmm. several people that have read it and, you know, they really get into that part of it. If you like HGTV mm. and Magnolia and things like that, you're, you're going to like it. But um, I just think, you know, also the older characters to me are interesting because they like they do have more layers of experience. And, and then there's a couple of characters in there, as you find out. <laughs> later on in the book which i won't go into that i think made it kind of fun i'm i'm probably going to go ahead and adapt this one into a screenplay too <laughs> yeah do you get guidance from your publishers and stuff like that saying like make write a story about 
an older, older group or, or write this kind of thing? Or did they just let you do your own thing? Pretty much let me do my own thing. I mean, I used in the old days, I used to just like send a one sentence thing and then, you know, we'd contract a book. Now they, they want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I just sent a new one in to them and we'll we'll see if they like it but it but it's with older characters well it's got older and younger characters. there's kind of two stories going on at the same time mm-hmm. but um i think they're so used to me that you know i probably get a little more leeway than yeah some people, but, i yeah. think you could make a fun movie out of this for like hallmark movies and mysteries uh they had one last year called mid-love crisis uh-huh that was really good with uh terry hatcher Oh, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. it was it was really good. James Tupper. Yeah. So, yeah. That just fun. She's yeah. turning 50. Uh, and looks fabulous, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have some escapism, right? <laughs> right. I know. Who wants to watch somebody who's 50 and they look like they're 60? <laughs> <laughs> Do they kind of say we could really use a Christmas book, like as far as themes? Or well, that's up I to do- you? I do a Christmas book every year. Okay. Oh, oh, you mean like suggest? Well, you yeah, know, what? like oh, we need it in our line yeah. in our this lineup. year's this year's Christmas book that you know this was of course a couple years back when they told me and it's already written and all mm-hmm. that it's already adapted and I've already sold it uh, as oh a novel. But it's called a Royal Christmas, and they kind of insisted on it, you know, like and I was kind of dragging my feet mm-hmm. like. Oh, no you know and and but I but I did mm-hmm. it and it was kind of fun and actually we just got the the new cover and it's 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 pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah. that's cool yeah so that's coming out this year and and the movie at the same time same well, we'll see. you know interestingly enough um the producer that contracted it is they're going to produce it in South Africa oh. which is really interesting because you know Christmas in South Africa is warm climate um the book that I yeah. wrote originally the book um was set kind of in um a European cold climate country you know mm-hmm. and of course it was a all white you know yeah and then then South Africa so, so there when I wrote this and I did the script I adapted uh-huh. it and so it was it was quite different <laughs> well I mean this year we had uh my southern family Christmas I think it was called and uh-huh. It was in Louisiana, no snow at all. And then there was also one on Lifetime called um, uh, New Orleans Noel, I think it was called. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. With Kishanite Pulliam. Uh, no snow in there either, or only a tiny <laughs> bit if they did. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> How, yeah, I know. How, 
how does that go over? Does it work? <laughs> I actually did end up enjoying both of them, but it's like all all bets are off now. You don't even have to have snow in your Christmas movie. <laughs> well, the South African won't for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and there was one called Christmas in the Wild on Netflix a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, and that one was pretty good, except for it had almost like no Christmas at all. It's like they just kind of forgot about Christmas. Well, you know, there's so many Christmas movies now. Maybe people get all snowed and hot chocolated out and then they like Maybe. to go down south. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of madness do you speak? <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing that. That will be a lot of fun. And uh, so... Yeah, well, we're looking forward to uh, when can people get the book second time around? When did you say? Yeah, when is it, is it come out? Um, boy, you can order them now, and I think they actually release on the seventh, so okay. it's like next week. Great, great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming talk with us. We always really appreciate getting to catch up and keep us posted on all those upcoming projects, and uh, we'll have the link people check out second time around in the uh, description. I enjoyed it. I think uh, especially if you're in the mood for sort of more women's fiction of getting into this, the, into Mallory's uh, space and, and uh, experiencing her story, then I think you'll enjoy it. And then of course the happy camper, and we'll put a link down to our uh, recap of that movie. Cause we enjoyed that. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on and uh, wish you best of luck with the, with the new book. Thanks, Rachel. Hey, bye, everyone. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is really fun. We've got an awesome patron watch along coming up in april you're all going to want to be part of it uh, we're going to have Rhiannon fish on uh, for Ooh. our april guest and uh, we'll have more details come out we're going to be watching her movie the christmas retreat so you definitely want to sign up for the patron it's a great uh, it's a great resource to get in touch with uh, and to have fun with these stars and and find out more about how what goes into making these movies so please take a look at that we would really appreciate it And we have the merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So please take a look. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.